Hey, how's everybody doing? This is James, and this is Home from the Therapist. I thank you for joining us today. We got a special show. Well, I don't know if it's a special show. Special to me. They're all special to me. Um, this is a show I do as I uh, head home from my therapist's office. Uh, maybe a lot of you listening have a therapist, have uh, somebody that uh, you go and you... Uh, Lay open your soul to and um, get some uh, feedback and uh, keeps you uh, honest in what you're doing. And I've got one of those folks. And um, I noticed when I came out of the office, a lot of times I felt dramatically different each time. And uh, I didn't know if anybody else went through that. So I thought it'd be an interesting experience for people. And plus, at the same time, it gives me a chance to and a hash over what's going on in my brain. So I hope you enjoy this show. Um, recorded this uh, on my way home the last time. Uh, you can find us on uh, homefromthetherapist.com. We're on podcast at, excuse me, we're on Facebook and Twitter at HFTT Podcast. Um, and, uh, we stream primarily from anchor.fm. You're welcome to come find us there, but we also uh, are on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, that's Apple iTunes and Spotify and all the rest. Uh, additionally, uh, there is a new function where you can donate to the podcast through anchor.fm. So if you like the show, you want to give us a little support, but you don't want to be my producer, then uh, go ahead, uh, drop us some funds over at anchor.fm. We'd really appreciate it because uh, I'm pretty much doing all this myself uh, along with everything else in life. Uh, I'm just trying to put something out there. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. And this is Home from the Therapist. Thank you. Welcome. This is home from the podcast. My name is James, and uh, I'll be your driver today. Turn this down a touch. This is a podcast that I literally record in my car on the drive home after leaving my therapist's office. And a lot of times I walk out of here and... Um, I don't know which way's up. Other times I walk out of here feeling really great. Other times I walk out of here feeling terrible. You know, you're gonna get a mix and uh, that's what you're gonna get here, I guess. <clears throat> so, I'm sure some of you will listen just because uh, you never know what you're gonna get. And maybe some of you will listen because 
uh, you genuinely enjoy uh, what I have to talk about or you can appreciate the struggles that I have. Maybe some of you are enjoying triumphs and um, if you are, congratulations. Um, I am collecting a couple of those myself. <clears throat> I feel uh, pretty good today. You know, I came in, um, I don't know about if you go to a therapist, how he starts things, but mine start things with, so how are things going? You know, he's asked, asked how the last week go, you know, that sort of thing. And it's just open enough that if you were sitting there um, in trepidation because something's been on your mind, it's enough to tip you over and, and spill your beans. It's crafty, crafty. However, if everything's going okay, uh, it gives you a moment to kind of look back, reflect, and uh, just kind of relate what's been going on. And I had, and there were some challenges this week, but I also had some some real victories. I really had some, some good stuff going on. And it, it started with my willingness to admit my faults, uh, take ownership and embrace those things, and still try to function, still try to move forward. Now, I, as always, want to remind our listeners that I am not a doctor. I have no training in therapy or psychology. I am just being practiced upon. Well, you see doctors, you know, they have a practice, so they're practicing. And I'm being practiced upon. <clears throat> uh, I'm also medicated. If you, uh, you know, I, I can give advice in that area, but it's not a doctor's advice. My feelings are not a doctor's uh, advice. You need to go collect that for yourself. However, if you have ADHD and, and you are not on, on medication, uh, I, I think you're really, it's really a misstep. Now, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. If you're not on medication, you certainly need to be at a therapist who, that understands ADHD, that maybe even specializes in it, uh, and can keep you in check, keep you honest. I believe, and I've said it on here before, if you're a long-time listener, that everyone lies. They lie to themselves. There are stories that we create and we tell ourselves. We create these stories sometimes subconsciously. We do it to facilitate um, our wants. And so we create a story and we tell it to ourselves and we buy it. And then it it actually becomes gospel to us. I mean, it's uh, we know exactly what to say when somebody else poses a question, or we get in a situation. We know exactly where to reference, what what little record to pull out of the sleeve, or what little book to pull off the shelf to tell our story. 
when you have a objective third party, they can listen to you knowing your history, knowing your psychological profile, I guess. I, you know, I don't know what it's called. I'm not a doctor. I said that before. But uh, they can, they know where you are. And they can hear these stories and most times they're going to be able to tell if you're lying or not. And they're going to call you on it. They're going to make you be honest with yourself about the words you're saying. And whether you're completely full of crap. And that can just be, uh, it, can, it can be tough. There are some things we, that we're trying to cover up when we do that and, and, and that's really your willingness to accept that criticism or accept that advice or direction and analyze your your motives and realize whether you're telling yourself a lie. And if you are, then you have to figure out what the truth is. And in light of that truth, where does that put you? Where are you going? If it's a lie that you're also telling someone else, um, you, you probably have an obligation to relay that truth to them. So, I know a lot of you might feel uncomfortable hearing that. And it, it is very uncomfortable. It's difficult. A lot of times there can be tears shed. I don't enjoy those, those times, but I know they're absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary if I'm going to grow both personally and in my relationships. And that is my goal. It continues to be my goal. It's been my goal from the beginning of this podcast. If you're a longtime listener, it's my goal now. I believe we're put here on earth to seek growth. If you're not growing, what are you doing? I honestly, we, we become comfortable. We become uh, stagnant and you can feel it. You say it. Yeah, I feel like things are just standing still. Nothing's going on. Yeah, that's, uh, you're, you're not growing. You're not, you're not moving forward. So, that continues to be my goal, and I hope that it be, would become your goal too. I think the world would be a lot better place. And this isn't a criticism on you, dear listener. It's a criticism on on mankind uh, as a creation that we don't uh, aspire. We just tend to exist. And, and that's got to be disappointing for, for our creator who, who loves us deeply. And you can imagine, I mean, if you're a parent, you know, there's a reason for that. I believe. I believe you become a parent so that you can understand 
the creator-creation relationship, what it is to create something. And you know, I mean, you you, you feel like guys, we, we try to to push that ownership off. Oh, I, I, I didn't do anything. I wasn't, you know, that was all her. That's true. I mean, she did, she did the work. But you bear the responsibility of initiating that. And all fellas, you initiate it. You do. You know you do. Not many, uh, not many women raping men. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm going to say a vast majority of the time, it is the man who initiates. And as the initiator of that creation, you got to take ownership of it. So, this is this is what happens. We, we become creators. You and someone else, you create a life. And that life grows inside of the woman. It's birthed and exists. And, and you can't look at it and, and not know that you have a responsibility to direct and guide. I think a lot of people want to put that put things off on their parents well I I want to do this because I want to raise my kid differently I, quite frankly I think my parents did a great job um, and I think that there are some parents that are more equipped than others and there are, there are parents that are in tough situations. Mine was in a pretty decent situation and they did a really great job and they were very conscious um, of, of what they were doing. And, and um, I believe I, I'm a product of that. But I also believe that there are uh, issues, environmental things that happened. I think there are um, that I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna say, well, I am wired differently. I, I'm not neurotypical. If you have ADHD, you're not neurotypical. It is a neurological um, difference, variation. How's that? Uh, we're not we're not like everybody else's brains. We got different brains, and um, I've discussed it before. Is is from what I understand, it it means that uh, you have issues with executive functioning. Uh, that's planning of tasks and things like that. You can look it up. Please do if you have any interest in it or if you believe that you have ADHD. Uh, if you go to, um, you know, I always plug um, How To ADHD uh, on YouTube and, and Twitter. Uh, she has on her webpage, howtoadhd.com, uh, a video do you think you you have ADHD or how do you know if you have ADHD and I think she does a really great job of of helping people kind of understand what it's about and how just on a very thousand foot view uh, you know points you in the right direction ultimately you got to go to a doctor uh, and and have tests run uh, but it is something absolutely that can be determined it's something that can be qualified and folks, you can you can have a scan done, and they can it can they can see the difference. It's something that's quantifiable. So I know there's, and I say that because I think 
well, not think. I know there are a lot of people who uh, poo-poo ADHD, who poo-poo the, the, what they feel is a epidemic of diagnosing children with ADHD. And maybe it is easier uh, for some parents and, and shame on them. Shame on the, any doctor who would uh, misdiagnose or diagnose out of hand any child uh, so that they can get them under medication. Shame on you. That's, that's, that's irresponsible. And there are a lot of irresponsible doctors. There's an epidemic in Ohio of pain medication and, and deaths related to pain medication. You know where that comes from? That comes from doctors who are willing to overprescribe. And it is, it comes from, hold on to your hats, medical companies who don't pretend not to notice that this one area Boy, they are really, they really have a lot of people in pain. It's, wow. That, that there's a, there's a different demographic there. Yeah, well, you know what? It makes us money. And uh, it makes the regional guy money. It makes the, the, pre, the, the CEO money. It, it makes everybody money. So no one's going to make a big deal about it. Until the bodies start stacking up in Southern Ohio. And pushing them in rivers. Shame on you. Shame on any doctor who doesn't do his due diligence and just uh, pushes medicine, whatever it is. That's that's irresponsible. So, yep, there's a tangent. You'll, I'll get those from time to time. Bear with me. Now back to I. I there are people again who poo-poo and feel like it's being over-diagnosed. Um, However, I believe that um, there are a vast majority of doctors who are doing their due diligence. There is testing that many times by insurance providers are mandated. Uh, this stuff is, is checked. And so um, I think parents can oftentimes hear what they want to hear and, and run with that. And it doesn't mean somebody's got a diagnosis. It doesn't mean that um, that a treatment has necessarily been determined, um, a course of treatment. Again, I'm not a doctor, uh, but I, I certainly have an opinion about the how some doctors will conduct themselves. So I, I go to what I believe are reputable doctors who are qualified I don't rush to um, to believing something I want to hear. Now, I've been in situations where I've been frustrated. Certainly, believe that you know I was that I had an injury or that someone I loved had a certain condition and just wanted the doctor to see that. Or no one knows what's going on. You just want somebody to give you an answer. Well, you know. In that situation, um, it, it involves someone who could have ADHD. Please take your time, do your due diligence. Um, there are a lot of uh, conditions that have very similar uh, problems. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit as I drive. <clears throat> I'm pulling out here, and oh, here's the seatbelt going, folks. Every time, come on, put your seatbelts on. 
I can't believe that people drive without seatbelts. Now look, I, you know, ADHD, I'm absent-minded. <laughs> you know, ADHD people forget the car keys. I, I saw a great thread on, on the internet um, on one of my groups of somebody talking about leaving their keys at their doctor's office. And they, they were in the middle of the diagnosis phase. And, uh, you know, here they are, they keep forgetting their keys. And your doctor's like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of part of it. So um, I can get absent-minded at times. I, I can see how people get absent-minded. But just by the mere fact that you're in a car, you should immediately think, I need to put on a seatbelt. Uh, if you haven't been tousled, at least, in a car, having your seatbelt on or not, someone has to hit the brakes or swerve, and, and inertia carries you against a, a window or or tightens that seatbelt right across your chest, uh, heaven forbid that, that you were actually in an accident. Uh, those sorts of things, uh, those should condition you to wear seatbelts. So, okay, sermon over. Hey, look, I, I'm opinionated. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, I am who I am. I'm still trying to figure out who I am, but I certainly know that I'm opinionated. And um, I have problems a lot of times with being appropriate. <clears throat> that may also be an ADHD thing. Uh, I often have to apologize to my wife. A lot of the problems that I run into is just being absolutely insensitive it, it, it's insensitive doesn't mean I don't love my wife she's she's my my one and only she's the she's my one true love she she she's amazing and I don't deserve her and I I have my breath taken away every time I see her and she she can be in the middle of telling me something that really is bothering her, it hurts her, is very something very emotional for her. A time when I should be attempting to understand how she feels, not think about what I'm going to say, not think about how I feel about things, but think about how she is feeling, how she could possibly feel in that situation knowing her and thinking about what she might do not what I would do not thinking about myself it's, it's really difficult I'm honestly I know I'm selfish I, I'm fighting it fight it fight it all the time you can't be selfish you can't if you're being selfish man you know that, that's that will keep you stagnant Really, those things that, that you want and, and that, that are selfish, they're going to they're gonna plant your feet. They're going to get you stagnant because you're not looking, you're not looking in, in the right direction. You're not looking for growth. When you are thinking about others and thinking about your relationships with other people and your spiritual relationships to your creator, those looking that direction is going to encourage growth 
anything else is to stand still because you have to guys you got to look down to look at yourself and you can't go forward i you know i'm not trying to make some you know beautiful uh, uh metaphor there or anything like that i'm just, just telling you how it is as i see it but i get i'm this is coming from i feel the words world's most selfish man um i have been incredibly selfish and in being selfish and in thinking about myself and how I would deal with the situation, inevitably my ADHD mind floats to <clears throat> something I was going to talk to her about. Oh, that reminds me, um, I wanted to talk to you about this. Or, um, hey, you know, since you bring that up, uh, the other day I saw this thing that I think I, I want to buy. Oh, what a sensitive bastard I am. And I really, honestly, truly, and I apologize for the language, I've been horrid. Now, that's another problem. I, look, I, I have no problem being introspective and looking at myself, but I have a problem with hating what I see. <laughs> I really do. I, I hate myself. Now, I've hated myself for a long time. I beat myself up over the things that I do, over the bad decisions that I make. To, pe to even just regular people passing by. Much less the people that I love in my life and how I've treated them. And I could tell story after story and it would just be so that I could bathe in self-pity and self-hatred. And I'm not going to do that. I, you know, you get a story from time to time. I can't help myself. But if I had a co-host, I'm sure they'd egg me on. Maybe I'll get a co-host someday. I, I do want to do a co-host episode. I, I found out that I have a neighbor who has ADHD. Uh, I found this out because I joined a Facebook group and she was like, hey neighbor. I'm like, holy cow. So one day I told her, one day I'm gonna pull her aside. We're gonna do, she's gonna co-host with me. We're gonna talk to her about how she handles some of these things. Hey. Things could be completely different for her, guys. I don't know. Things may be completely different. I could be the the ADHD guy who is way off in left field, like, and everybody else is sitting there watching me, like, look at this guy. And, and that may be why people listen to my podcast. I don't know. Um, but I hope that uh, we're all on the same course. You know, I hope, I hope we're all going the same way, guys. Because I believe, like I said, if we're all searching for growth, then uh, it's everything's going to be better. Because, like, I, like I'm leading to here, uh, our relationships will be a lot better. <clears throat> they really will. We will um, value people so much more, and and people will appreciate each other. I don't know how my wife is still even likes me, much less loves me. I heard somebody say the other day that they were in a discussion with a person that had been married, you know, something like 30 or 40 years, 50 years. I don't know what it was. <clears throat> and they uh, confided in them 
don't remember if it was a pastor or not, but they confided him, said, you know, I just don't like my husband. Yikes, man. You know how you get to that place? You know how you, you get to spend 50 years with someone and don't like them? It's because you, you didn't put in the work. You didn't try to grow in your relationship and it stayed stagnant. And you became someone else. They became someone else. They didn't stay exactly the same. You didn't stay exactly the same. And those people ended up liking different things, not liking the same things, uh, becoming, uh, you know, people say growing apart. I, I think you drift apart. You're not actually growing. Uh, or maybe one of you is growing and the other is standing still. Either way, you guys weren't aligned. You weren't trying to go the same direction. You weren't on the same page. My therapist likes to say that you're, you're, you're both CEOs of the same corporation. Man, I've been using that. I, I, you know, I'm in, I'm in the business. I'm in business. I understand that. And uh, I can give an example, and I, and I may, I'll do it another time because I'll give some things away with it. But um, there are examples of corporations where there is really a co-CEO relationship. And if you've got one person in the room, you that person speaks for both people. And they set the direction. They trust each other. Uh, the, um, you know, a decision that one of them makes, the other one backs. Because they, they're aligned. You don't have to worry about making a wrong decision if you guys are on the same page, if you're aligned. You gotta do that in a marriage. We are just now aligning in my marriage. We're just now getting on the same page. Now, you ladies at home, I'm sure you can understand. When you've been married for 20 years and you have a husband who is insensitive and selfish and continually makes decisions against what you guys have agreed and what's in your both of your marriage's best interests, what's in your family's best, best interests, make decisions uh, for themselves when your children have needs that should be a higher priority. Oh, I, I hate saying that I've done that, but it's, it's true. That's how you get people who decide to drink instead of buying food for the kids or buying clothes. You know, I, it, 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 that is selfishness. And yes, it's driven by, by different things. And there are core issues that need to be addressed that are different. But basically, essentially, what happens is, is the person ends up becoming selfish and um, it, it hurts the family, it hurts the corporation. If you want to help the corporation, you want to help, help the family, you've got to get on the same page. You've got to become co-CEOs. There's, there's not one who is above the other. 
There's a mutual respect. And you both are capable of doing the same things. I think a lot of times in these, in a co-relationship, people are on the same page, but that they end up feeling like tasks get delegated between the two of them. So then one person is the only one who's capable of doing a particular thing, and, and that's, that's no good. Because then that person is going to become, they're going to become upset. They're going to despise the other, that they have to do this thing all the time. Why can't I get a break? You hear that? You ever hear that before? <clears throat> anyway, ladies, uh, my wife feels, I don't, I, I know that re even recently, she's sad for a lot of reasons, even outside my marriage. She said she feels alone. And, and men, if your wife says that to you, it should be a kick in the crotch. Because what are you doing? Why did you, why did, why did you get married? You're, you obviously are not doing what you said you were going to do, what you pledged to do, what you told yourself you were going to do, what you told her you were going to do if she feels alone. And she, my wife feels alone because I am selfish. I misdirect things. I don't, I can tell her sweet nothings and give her gifts all day that does not change the fact that you don't know, you don't do what you said you were going to do. You don't act on the family's behalf. You don't respect her. You don't respect her wishes, what she wants. You just do what you want to do. And she's... That, dear listener, was not a car accident, as it may have sounded like. I don't know what that sounded like. I'm not a producer. I don't have a producer, as I've said before. I yearn for a producer. And... I don't know what's going on here. I'm making a mess of things. Is this even still going? Holy cow, it is. Man, I'm just going to hold the microphone up here. Uh, phone kept falling. Microphone kept falling. Uh, and I had to, to kind of pull over a little bit and stay away from danger and uh, into the microphone. So uh, I apologize if my I'm not... I don't sound good. My rigging obviously was poor. And I need to analyze that sometime this week. I'm doing my best here. It's only episode seven, guys. I hope I... I know I'll get better at this. It's practice, 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 practice. you got to do things over and over. Hey, 
ADHD people, we tend to, to romanticize things and get excited about it and expect that we're going to be able to do something the first time, every time, uh, the way we believe we're going to do it. And we don't have the practice. We're not skilled enough. So when we don't perform the way we believe we, we will, we're, we hate, we hate ourselves. Why can't we do that? Why can't you do what you said you were going to do, what you thought you were going to do? Well, you know what? You're not practicing it. You got you got to practice. Got to practice in relationships. I got to practice. Meditation is a practice. I was just saying that today. You don't just sit down. That's why when you sit down the first time to meditate, you feel uncomfortable. You don't know what you're doing. You ever, were you uncomfortable the first time you got behind the wheel of a car? You're driving a body, you, and and meditation is realizing that you're at the wheel. Uh, it's 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 not having tunnel vision and having blinders on uh, it's realizing that you're you are driving a body and that you need to look around a little bit have some perspective it's the only way you're going to be able to choose the right path i believe i mean you know some people get through an entire life with the blinders on uh, and and just jamming on down the road so these uh, podcasts can are probably a, a complete mess sometimes because I got to be honest, I don't listen to them. I at least not not right now. Um, again, I'm not a producer. I, if if there was a mistake in the middle of this, I wouldn't have no idea on how to edit it out. Yeah, I would. I know I'd have to hunt down a program and load it up and then. You know, do some clipping and try to make it sound right. And look, it, I'm not saying you guys aren't worth it. You really, you you are. You guys are worth it. You mean a lot to me. But that would be uh, a, an enormous waste of my time. I, I look, I, I would have nothing to talk about here. It would just be a, about how I learned how to produce a podcast. Uh, and there are podcasts you can listen to about how to do podcasts. This isn't one of them. So, you're going to have to excuse my mistakes until uh, I get a volunteer. Because uh, if you're a producer for me, it doesn't pay anything. Uh, you know, we've we got to find a way to make some money, guys. If we're, if we're going to do that. You better believe, hey, you link up with me, buddy. We're going, we're going to the moon. You know, we're going to the stars. You've got to be one of those people. Uh, because, you know, while I aspire to greatness... I don't know if this is the vehicle for it. This is just uh, a way for me to be honest and accountable for what I do, uh, to have a sounding board for the things that I say, uh, for what goes on in my therapy sessions, uh, so that I can be um, better to grow. And... um, that trucker just looked at me crazy because I'm holding a little tiny microphone in my hand and talking and uh, looking very serious while I do it. Anyway, um, so I have personal reasons for doing this, but I also believe that I'm not alone, that there are people that are on the same path, they're at different places, and maybe in uh, seeing where I went, they will either relate to it 
or uh, help to gain a little bit of perspective uh, so that you can find your way a little better. And if one person gets helped, and this is, you know, <laughs> I, being in the military, I served with, I, I served with heroes. I, I've served with great people. And in my life, professional life, I have met some great leaders. Uh, I actually work for what I believe is a great leader right now. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And when you're around those type of people, you understand that that they have uh, a, a strong feeling towards service, towards helping others, to not being selfish. Um, and they have that attitude of, if I can just help one person. And, I, you know, for, for the people who have been leaders to me, uh, I, I thank you. And I know that they had an attitude of, of if I can help one person. And you did help me. Uh, some, some leaders were there when I couldn't be helped. And, um, you know, it was just wrong time. And I, and I wish I was uh, still under the mentorship of, of some of those people. But I know they're off helping others, um, like the superheroes that they are. Anyway, uh, we said in therapy session today, uh, a long time um, quote or proverb from uh, uh, the business world, which is if you want to be a millionaire, get around millionaires. Watch millionaires, see what they do. And when you see what they do, you do that. I have been around a lot of leaders, and uh, I, I'm watching, I've been watching, and, and I'm trying to do that. So I hope I, I'm doing the right thing. I want to I wanna, uh, have a little leadership, uh, you know, maybe for you, the listener, lead the way. Uh, even if that means uh, that I... I I walk into a wall. You, you can see that the wall is there. So, <clears throat> I think I've been a little bit all over the place today. I think um, I've just been trying... Uh, I'm at home now. I've just been trying to uh, continue to talk about why I do what I do. That further affirms myself in this and, and makes me know that I'm on the right path or at least be introspective enough to realize when I'm not on the right path and um, I'll have stories I'll have more to tell uh, my therapist today hinted at uh, doing a two hour session um, and uh, I don't relish what the goal of that session is going to be. I have places, I, I have things that I'm afraid to talk about. And uh, you guys are going to be the beneficiary of that uh, if you enjoy that sort of thing because that's where this is going to go. Uh, it's going to end up on the floor of his, uh, my therapist's office 
And then when I walk out in the car, I'm going to talk to you guys about it, I'm sure. Because I have to. I have to. I Look, I've... Hey, I'm running out of gas. Fuel level's low. That means we're coming to the end of the podcast. I'm in the driveway. Um, but my tears, you guys are going to hear. My laughter, you guys are going to hear. Um, you might get sick of me winning, hitting my goals. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to stop talking about it. Uh, I'm not going to say, well, I'm no longer interesting uh, talking about these things. Because that's that's who I am. Uh, you're listening because you're interested in this. Um, so if I try to change it up and talk about something fake or contrived, I, I don't believe that I'll be successful doing that. I only believe that I'll be successful uh, by coming here and talking about what is true and real and raw and putting it out here because it helps me and hopefully it'll help you. So, with that dark place out there, that thing I don't want to talk about lurking, somewhere along this path, I know we're going to go through it. We're going to have some hills, we're going to have some valleys. I said, uh, you hang out, walk with me, Along this path or <laughs> ride as it were and um, we'll get through this and you're going to get through it if you want to talk to me about uh, what you're going through what you've been through uh, you can do it anonymously anonymously it's easy to create a new Facebook account or a new Twitter account uh, new email account and uh, if you do hit me up our website is homefromthetherapist.com. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at HFTTP Oddcast or HFTT Podcast, Home from the Therapist Podcast. <clears throat> well, the initials for it. Anyway, uh, I believe I'm home from the therapist at gmail.com, I think. It might be hfttpodcast at gmail. We'll find out. Hope you don't send us to the wrong place. Uh, better go register the other one if I if I don't have it. If there's somebody out there right now running to their computer. You turd. You steal it from me. Um, get on those places. Send me a message. Let me know how you are. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if I'm a complete mess. Uh, let me know if I annoy the crap out of you. Let me know if you really enjoy this. Let me know if you're in pain. Let me know if I can help. Because you guys are helping me, and I appreciate it. And uh, I want to give back. You're not alone. And I know I'm not alone. I know you guys are listening. I see it. So, um, I thank you guys for listening. I'm giving you a hug right now. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. This is James, and this is Home from the Therapist. Have a great week.